It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, there's a profound moment in Jewish history. Uh, David, the king, has just died. His young son, who's an early teenager, is now the king over an entire kingdom. And God comes to Solomon and says, ask what you want. I don't know about you, but that is a, that is a, actually a scary thought. Yeah. When here's the God of the universe saying, ask whatever you want, and yeah. I will give it to you. Yeah. And as a young man, here's Solomon going, I could ask for anything. Yeah. And God apparently would actually give it to him. Yeah. I, I just find it so intriguing that that one question actually when you actually start expanding it and, and applying it into our own lives, actually has a lot of repercussions. Yeah. And that, I mean, we, we called this little episode the defining decision. And in Solomon's life, that was a defining decision yeah. to the point where it becomes a pattern of decision making. You know, we, we recognize that what he's choosing is the priority in heaven. He's saying, God, what's your highest priority? Okay, that's my highest priority. And very likely his father had imparted to him a the value of wisdom and knowledge and saying this, you know, seek after this above all. And so as a result, when it comes to that decision, he's primed and he's ready, just as many of us are. We're primed as Christians and ready to make the wise decision. But it is a good question. What would we choose? Would we actually choose the right thing? That's a defining decision because whenever we see any of those or hear the stories of like the genie and the lamp type of things, you rub the lamp and out comes a genie, the genie gives you three wishes. It's funny because it plays upon our humanity in a funny way. And it's sort of like, what would you ask for? And we're all brainstorming. It's like, oh, would I do this? Well, I wouldn't want to waste my my wish on that. I wouldn't. And what's interesting is here we are. We... We don't have a genie coming to us with a magic lamp. I mean, how pathetic is that next to what the Christian actually has? The treasuries of heaven have been opened to us. We have been given everything we need for life and godliness. Because of the shed blood of Jesus, we have bold access unto the throne room of grace. Mm. And Jesus says, ask, ask whatsoever you will, and it will be given you. So it's like in a strange way, we have this parallel but many of us misask. We don't ask in accordance with the king's priority. And that's actually one of the things that Jesus is going to clarify too. It's like, this is why you don't have what you are asking for, because you're asking amiss to spend it on your own lusts. And that's the challenge that most kings would have with what this request was from God or this offer was from God. It's like, ask, what do you want, Solomon? You see, Solomon's priorities at this point in his life are actually centered around God's priorities. And as a result, God is going to unlock for him a very, very successful and effective life mm -hmm. that is going to flow out of him asking correctly. So I've had this thought many times. As I, it's usually when I'm driving down the road, I'm by myself, and I have this discussion. I've had it probably three times in my life with God. It's like, God, I'm going to put myself in Solomon's position right now. And I'm going to imagine that you have just said to me, ask, Eric, for anything. What do you want? And now I'm going to answer you. But then I tremble. It's like, whoa, God's asking me for that. What, what should I say? And I, and I want to be genuine. I don't want to just say what Solomon said because that's what Solomon said. And of course, God seemed to like what he said. I want to say what genuinely I desire. What is it that I'm after? And it's interesting because it's going to all 
come back to when you, when Christ is your priority, it's going to come back to something to do with more of him. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always landed on. So if that's called wisdom, it's just Jesus. I want to know Jesus, Amen. which is the essence of wisdom and knowledge anyways. Right. And that's what God wants to form in us. Could you talk about the deterioration of Solomon too? Because it's interesting because here he is sort of a pattern for what we're talking about. And because this is all flowing out of a sermon that I gave on Sunday called Living Dangerously. And so on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, we unpacked that. That's what we're doing now, even though we haven't referenced it up to this point. Because I, I bring up Solomon in that message, and I talk about the fact that the first decisions that Solomon is making is going to impact the rest of his kingdom rule. And the same is true with our day. Even how we start a day, the, the decisions we make first are going to affect our day. The decisions we make in the first seasons of our life in all sorts of zones affect the rest of our life. Right. But what's interesting about Solomon is he's going to make a great first decision but then his life is going to sort of fall to pieces as he goes along. That's an interesting uh, principle as well. What well, happened? Well, first off, if someone hasn't listened to Sunday sermon, they do need to go back and listen to it. And, and whether it's on this page or Ellerslie.com, go to sermons. It, it is such a great reminder. It's a practical message. It's a great reminder of how we're to live every single day. And I, I, I find it interesting that when you look at Solomon's life, he enters into that kingdom as a young man with humility he comes almost with this surrender, open-handedness saying, God, I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm a young man and I need wisdom to actually caretake that which you've just given me. Yeah. And so he's actually seeking, as we were talking yesterday, seeking first and going after the God things. He's, he's seeking, God, I need you. Is really what his request is. God, I have this huge thing in front of me. I need you to do the very thing that you're calling me to do. What's interesting though is as you watch his life, he starts getting so proud and self-sufficient. Uh, in fact, all the stuff that the, the word of the Lord says, don't do as a king, he starts to do, right? He starts taking all these wives. He starts uh, hoarding the, the uh, horses and creating the chariot cities. And, you know, he started going through the list of things that God told Moses, okay, when there's a king, don't do this. Hmm. And it's like Solomon had a checklist saying, okay, I'll do that. And then I'll do that. And then I'll do that. <laughs> and became so self-reliant he was no longer keeping the first things first. Yeah. So when you look at his life, it's it's really sad to me in one sense that someone who could start off so well and be so praised by God for asking the right thing, for going after the right thing, you see the the downslide of his life to the point where he he ended up in a mess. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a actually a great picture of our modern culture. Uh, there's so many leaders who are falling apart. There, there's mm-hmm. so many ministries that are just not doing well, mm-hmm. not, not because of resource and not because, I mean, it probably a variety of reasons, but when you actually look at the spiritual life of those who are leading, it's that which they started with has actually not continued. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. The only solution to ending well is not actually just starting well, mm-hmm. it's starting well all the time. Yeah. Would you even unpack that? Cause as we were talking back and forth before we started, you had this great statement and it actually was like one of those like quotables, mm-hmm. but it's interesting that I, I don't want to just start well. That's important. Uh-huh. I want to actually end well. In yeah. fact, Paul's emphasis all through his epistles is on the ending. Yeah. It is on starting, yeah. but the focus is on ending. Yeah. Uh, so you, you want to unpack or flesh yeah, out that idea of starting because and Because after the Sunday sermon, the Sunday sermon had a sizable impact here locally. 
And so for the father-son gathering on Sunday night, uh, we actually kept the theme going. It was requested that, hey, could we just take this more granular? Could we get more practical? How do we, as men, develop habits that will impact uh, the expression of Jesus through our life? Is Are there practical things we can do? And it was a very, very powerful time. There was one of the uh, young men that actually said, you know, so if I focus on the beginning things, the first movements, the getting out of bed and and rejoicing the first thing in the day or entering these different zones in my life with Christ's attitude, which is what we've been talking about. It's what the sermon was about and what we've been talking about this week. There isn't necessarily a guarantee that that means I end well. And, and then he referenced Solomon, the exact thing we're talking about right now. And I think it's an important observation. And what you said is exactly right. The way we start out every day, not just the way we started out two weeks ago. And I think most of us know that we could get in shape and be in very good shape today. And if we do not continue to do those same things that got us in shape, it's amazing how easily we can get out of shape. In fact, to get out of shape is easy. To get in shape is hard. And the same is true with the forward progression of the Christian life. To maintain that excellency and that focus takes a discipline that I think we, many of us in the in the North American culture have not had cultivated in our basic understanding of Christianity. We're so afraid of works that we, as, as a result, don't put energy and drive into our pursuit of Jesus. It's like, well, I, I don't want to do anything. Well, if you don't do anything, it's not going to work. But there's a work of the flesh and there's a work of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is inside of us, he desires to work. He desires to do things, but we need to learn to do them in stride with him. And so to get up in the morning and to plant our feet on the floor and to rejoice and say, good morning, Lord, this is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it is a deliberate decision of the soul that can't just be once. It needs to be not just twice. It needs to be every day. Some of the greatest monuments of what Christ can do in a life, this is how they lived. I mean, I always think of John Wesley and my short list of men that lived robustly for Jesus, but lived very practically. John Wesley kept the hour every day. He kept the hour when he'd go to bed. He kept the hour when he'd wake up for like, I don't know, it was like 50 years. I mean, just an extraordinary pre- presentation of what God can do in a life. But it, w- it was built around small decisions that are so small that you're like, how could that impact an entire life? And yet it did. Solomon moved away from doing the first things. And as a result, he didn't go the distance and finish well. But a life that does the first things well every day of its life can finish well because they continue to do the things that make for a life that is effective. So I think the solution, at least for those who are listening and especially for me, because this is so convicting because uh, it's, it's easy to get into the routine of like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Hmm. And forgetting that actually I need to do that today, yeah. whether I feel like it or not, I'm yeah. doing it because I know it matters. Yeah. Right. I'm going to get into the word and yes, I want to get into the word because I, I want to get into the word. But even on the days I don't feel like spending time in the word, I still make a deliberate decision to do it. Why? Because I actually know that is good for my soul. And if I would just get into it, just like yeah. going to the gym, yeah. it's rare that I'm like, yes, I get to go to the gym today. <laughs> Usually it's like, oh, dear Lord, please, why? But once I'm there, I actually start to enjoy it in a weird yeah. way. And once I get done, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Same thing's true about the word. 
that there's days you just don't feel like it, but as you get into it, God gives revelation. That's he right. starts to warm your heart, but it's that constancy over the period of time. Yeah. And so I think even for our listeners and, and for me, maybe even you, maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're kind of want to, you can do whatever you want with this, but, <laughs> but I think for, for me and, and the listeners, we just need to freshly, I think one, maybe even go back and re-listen to the sermon, even if we've already yeah. heard it, but just remind ourselves that if we have not started, mm-hmm. not just to esteem starting, but to actually yeah. start. Yeah. And even if it's, again, as we said yesterday, even a micro start, they're yeah. just like something simple. Yeah. But even for those of us who may have been continuing in, in doing this for a long season, to not grow weary in doing good, yeah. but to actually keep pressing down the narrow way, keep you know, keep exerting this action. And I, I love the reminder that everything that we need for life and godliness is found in Jesus. Amen. So we have what we need. And when through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in this seeking of desperation and humility, we need to keep first things first in our lives. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.